Good afternoon, welcome back. Why is Toby in front of me on screen? Something's gone a little bit wrong there. That's fine. Hang on, wait. wait. Blame Toby. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here. I'm over here. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Podcony, the Balcony podcast. First, Ollie, <laughs> the newest member of the squad. Hello. Take it away. Who are you? Hello. Hello, I am Olsey. I uh, stream every so often and uh, I've been welcomed onto the podcast by Dan today. <laughs> Not by me. I don't welcome you on. No. <laughs> I shoo you away, Ollie. <laughs> I mean, Toby, you're a bit, you know, you're kind of taken over here. Like, can we just, can we just... Bet? I, this is welcome, everyone, to the Bird Keeper Toby podcast. We've taken over. I mean, he's Today, I am joined by the Spartan laser to my random marine, Falcone, and the wonderful Olsey. Welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Pokemon cards. <laughs> Sweet, I think I got some of those around. I hijacked it, I hijacked it. <laughs> I got it. I think the tech issues are solved though. Uh, almost, 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 almost. There almost. we go. Okay. <laughs> Falcone, how are you doing today? Derailed. I'm good, I'm good. I woke up, had to wake up nice and early and go to the dentist. So that wasn't fun. But you know, my teeth are still fine apparently, despite the fact that one of them has felt like it's going to fall off for about a year. Apparently that's fine. No, I'm kidding. That's that's hyperbole. I've, I've had like, I've got like a really sensitive tooth. Uh, on the back. Oh, uh, never like, fun. Like every time you bite, it's like you just get the shot of. Uh, not every time I bite, but sometimes. Uh, and it's not even necessarily just hard stuff like crisps, cocoa pops. You know that biting into that can just yeah. Um, but apparently it's fine, and they put some fluoride on it. Is that a thing? And um, okay. And and yeah, apparently it's it's good to go for the next six months. So we'll see how that. And progresses. you don't need to you don't need to get a filling or anything. Well, that's what I assumed would have to happen, but apparently yeah. not. Lucky man. So, have you had a filling, Toby? I've had two fillings. I, I've had a filling, and it's the same tooth on each side, and I had one done, and then it had to get redone. And uh, I'm a real wimp for pain, and especially dental pain, so mm. I'm like, no, 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 like, they'll, they'll bring out the little small needle, and I'm like, no, 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 I want the big, I want all <laughs> of the uh, anesthetic you've got. <laughs> Dose me up, I don't want to feel anything in my mouth. Yeah, for like hours. How about how about you, you, Ollie? Are you a perfect teeth kind of guy, or I uh, I had uh, this like one tooth that got filled like in the back and the front, and then the back filling stayed in like for the last two or three years, and then this front one came out I think three times, and then Ooh. they had to like just put these temporary fillings in, and then eventually they were like, we'll just take the tooth out. I'm like, thank you, I don't want to be dealing <laughs> with this anymore. Dude, teeth stuff sucks. Like teeth, oh, teeth. Honestly. I think is teeth issues is like low key one of the worst things that people would have had to go through during coronavirus, like especially when it was like the, the main outbreak where dentists weren't open or anything. Like, well, that's why mine took so long to get back oh. to because I had to wait. Oh man, yeah, that sucks. I'm I'm undecided about booking a trip to the dentist actually because I got like I can feel the tiniest little chip, and I get really precious about my teeth despite the fact that I gnaw on everything, and that's why I've got the chip. Mm. Um. I, I've been really nervous about like, do I book an appointment? Don't I like? Do I want people rooting around in my mouth? And it's probably super hygienic because they're a dentist and so that's my experience. What they today do was like it was it was like as clean as I possibly could have imagined. So like yeah. So for me, I, I go to I go to the place and uh, there's like three people waiting outside. Obviously, all good good distance away from each other. And a woman in a visor came out and was like, oh, saw me knew there. It's like, hello, do you have an appointment? Yep, I'm Daniel Falcone. Uh, yep, okay, I'll let him know you're here. And she disappeared again. 
And then a few moments later, she comes back out and says, yeah, he's ready for you now. So she opened the door for me. That's I came in and then I had to stand on. There was literally a, like a mat with foot, with like footprints on. So, okay, stand there, please. And then she did my temperature. She put hand sanitizer on me. Um, and then she said to me, right, I'm going to take you through now. Please don't touch any walls, door handles or anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, so obviously I'm wearing a mask uh, and she's wearing a mask beneath the visor. And I go in. Basically, yeah, it's like you get guided through everywhere. There's no no one else inside. Just literally oh, the fantastic. dentist and receptionist and the... Um, and yeah, it, it felt super clean. And I, I went and, and sat down on the chair. And when I was sat down on the chair, he said, okay, you can now remove your mask. Obviously, he had a mask on and a visor. So um, yeah, I, I, felt, I felt perfectly fine there. I had a similar experience. Um, what was it? Two weeks ago. Um, mine was really lucky. So I uh, had rang 111 to try and get like an emergency appointment because the tooth was like so bad. Oh, God. And um, they had nothing. And then... The dentist my mum goes to, she sent them a message, I think, on their Facebook and just said, look, is there any way you can, like, try and fit him in over this weekend? And they were like, yeah, come, like, in a half hour and we'll sort it. And uh, turns out the dentist was actually shut that day. They just came in and did my tooth and then went home. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, like, it was really good. And, like, he charged me, like, £100 less than I should have paid as well. So it was uh, definitely uh, not too bad. I can't complain at all. Mm. And it was just really safe as well. Like, he was the only one really in there. Um, we, we're kind of getting to that point now where the world sort of has to start opening up again. And has been, right? Like, um, mm. like my, my cousins mm-hmm. my cousins own a, own a, own a pub in, in Cornwall. And for months they had to be closed. But now they're open again. But apparently, my mum and dad went and visited them. But apparently the length that they've had to go through to sort of, you know, this whole outside area, which was a, which was a car park has now been converted to just this open there's like a marquee above it it's so that people can sit down with wide space around them and it's a totally different experience to, to what it what it was before but that's just the way the world has to be until we've got a vaccine yeah. is that, is yeah, that gonna hurry up i'm sure i heard something about russia having one ready are we gonna can we have that they think they think the uk one's gonna be ready uh by january like before january yeah. okay. but uh I'm, I'm not convinced <laughs> i want th- i want things to feel normal again yeah. and i want mm. the I, I feel like every bad thing that happens this year, and there's been stuff, you know, this week there's been stuff, and there's stuff every week, right? Yeah. Every bad thing that happens this year, you go, oh, 2020, it's the doomed year. And I feel like we're going to continue to feel that way until the vaccine is out. Yeah. And then suddenly every new bad thing after that is just because it's a bad thing that happens, but it's not tied into this big super evil that's happening, you know? Yeah, no, super bad. Sure. It's just like um, the ability to just go outside and meet up with someone and not have to so, mm. like socially distance or you know, just go there, see a mate, give them a high five and a hug or whatever, like you know, and, and go over to their place and just not worry about it, hang out in the bedroom, that kind of thing. It's crazy that that is just entirely a thing of the past. Like Ollie, uh, we're gonna get into this soon about uh, the, the PC, mm-hmm. you, but like the fact that if, if not for coronavirus, you could have just come over. And we could oh, have yeah, and I could it. have walked you through it. We could have walked you through it. Yeah. We could have done it all on stream, and, and, you know, it would have been entertainment for you guys. But, um, but alas, because of because of COVID, just, just life is not that simple nowadays. And that's, that sucks. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to take a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, back to normal. I think it will be a few years, really, before things get fully back to normal. But uh, I think if everyone just listens and pays attention to it, I think everything will be fine. Yeah, it's just uh, not being stupid. Now let's let's uh, let's let's talk about something a little bit more upbeat. Let's let's talk about PCs. And before we get into into my mm-hmm. stuff, Toby, I want to know what spec your PC is. Can we can we can we? How, how do I find out? How do I find out? I can look this up. 
Specky. What does that mean? What? what? <laughs> so, if okay, you so for everyone watching or listening to this podcast, Ollie is like PC expert. Dan got into the PC game well before me. I was the most reluctant. I was Mac user for a long time, specky. and I still have to get walked through. I don't know what specky you know, is like either. Everything. You just like shouted the word it's specky. <laughs> specky. specky. What? I'm not wearing my glasses right now. Okay, tell me what. So there's just like software called Specky, and it tells you like a list of everything in your PC. Specky. Like, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna download that, and yeah. my internet's good, so it will be like really mere quickly. moments. You wait till he disconnects from the podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why, like, I've had to have mine memorized, to be fair, but that's purely because of when I'm upgrading it, I'm like, I'm just going to remember everything. I'm super curious specifically about your graphics card, because, like, you've got a really small PC, if I remember rightly. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I don't it's know. It's slightly small. smaller than mine. It's small in height, but, like, it's, it's quite a wide. Okay. <laughs> it's quite a wide PC. Um... Okay. Oh, okay. We're gonna give me a moment. All right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I, I'm I'm curious because like the 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 big news at the moment, the big news that came from last night, although this kind of thing was leaked a while back, um, the the new news, the actual news news, don't seem to it seems to have blown everyone away, and that is the the Nvidia 3000 oh. series graphics cards. We got to talk about that. And Ollie again. I'm, I'm relying on your expertise here because... I, I'm just getting the, the uh, specs up of them. Uh, what my understanding is, from what I've heard and seen and, and everything, uh, is that the last time there has been an improvement this severe between two generations yeah. of graphic cards was 2004. Wow, okay. Uh, and well, that, that. that's according to Linus Tech, Linus Tech Tips. I have... I think I have everything. I have I have Specky downloaded. Right. Um, graphics card. So operate. Oh, okay. What do you want to go? Graphics card. Graphics card, card and v processor, really, I guess. So the yeah. VG two nine. Sorry, VG two seven nine. No, that's. Gra is that it. the graphics card or is it the no. Nvidia GeForce yes. RTX? There you go. Yep. Tw twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. That right? Yeah. That's good graphics. Card. Yeah. So is that good? Yeah, it's better than mine. Yeah, that's good. At the moment. Hey. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs> For you're a few days. Okay. Oh, so I suppose the. The VG something, that's one of my monitors. No. Yeah, that'll be your monitor. Yes, that's yeah. a monitor. And then, right, okay. And then cool. your CPU. My CPU says internal core i5 9600. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I've got, I've got the 7600. So, you've, uh, so that was Gen 7, whereas you've got the Gen 9. So, there's like a new generation, like every year and a half, two years. Right, sure. So, so this was, this was built... A, about a year ago, I want to say. Maybe a year and a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I remember and, you uh, sending me the parts. So, so better than yours yeah. is the 2080 Super. And there's yeah. a few more as well. The 2080 Ti, obviously. Technically, the 2070 Super is also okay. better. Cause, uh, so it's really weird. Um, NVIDIA released their 20 series cards. The so 2060, 2070, 2080. And then about four or five months later, they basically discontinued them and released the Super versions. Right. Um, which I think... It's like the iPhone 6S instead of the iPhone 6. Kind of <laughs> like that, yeah. It's basically 2% better. Like, so it's... The, the crazy thing this time is that, just, just, just to put everything into perspective from, like, a, a clear money point of view, the graphics card that I had ordered that Ollie was going to put in my PC uh -huh. was the 2080 Ti, which costs £1,200 for the graphics card. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The new... 3070 that's coming out which is the cheaper of the three that was announced last night 
is as powerful in theory as the 2080 mm-hmm. ti that i was going to get for 1200 pounds and it's correct me if i'm wrong Ali, this is just from memory it's 400 pounds uh yeah the 3070 is uh and that's 469 just... so it's it's i don't know how it's worth it's a third so of the price out? but the same power oh. When, so, when did when did it come out? It was announced they last announced night. it last night. So no, he, but the, the last one. When did the last one come out? Uh, two years ago. Two uh, years came ago. out uh, wow. late twenty eighteen. Wow, that's I, uh, stunning, isn't it? I remember getting one it's, delivered at work. And, and, and uh, as I said a moment like, ago, I want to test this. As I said a moment ago, um, this is again according to, and it's only been tested in very specific ways so far. So obviously by Nvidia themselves who made it, and Nvidia has sent it out to certain professionals and said, okay, you can test it, but only on these games. So it's only been tested on specific games so far. Um, yes. But like, it's it's insane. And, and as I said a moment ago, apparently the last time there was a an improvement this severe, because apparently the, the 3080 compared to the 2080 is literally twice as good in most in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. And the last time there was an improvement this severe was 2004. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That is the last time so, that there's been such a big jump. And the price has wow. gone down. That's the insane thing. Why is it cheaper? So I had this conversation with someone. So we're talking about the new consoles coming out. And I don't think this is actually going to be that big an improvement of a generation. I think for PS4... I mean, consoles, One, specifically? Well, consoles and even PC gaming. Uh, so... The what is it? The Xbox One and PS4, I think, was a massive jump from the PS3 and 360 era, and that kind of era with PC gaming. And then we're going into this new generation where technology hasn't advanced that much. Like you can use a graphics card from like four or five years ago and still play top of the line games. Sure. Uh, like they're not going to run amazingly. Katie's using a. Katie's using a. Yeah, Toby's dipped. <laughs> well spotted. Yeah. Katie is. Katie's using. I think a seven forty. I think. Is what she said. Uh, yeah. I think I know seven series. I think it was a seven seventy seven. Wait, no. Yeah, God, I don't even know. I know there was a seven fifty at one point. Uh, they the seven hundred series went on for ages. Um, it's a little bit different to the. They normally make three or four models per generation. So, uh, where's Toby gone? Toby? He said he had to disappear for 60 seconds. Oh, I somehow, somehow missed that. <laughs> um, what's, what's shocked me, I think, is the there, 3090. There he is. Sorry, I'm Wh- so sorry Why is the that. 3090 shocked you, Ollie? So, it's 200 pounds more than the 2080 Ti, yep. but it has 13 gigabyte VRAM more. So, the Ti has 11 gig, the 3090 has 24. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a different type of... Uh, so, in your PCs for RAM, you'll have DDR, and then graphics cards use GDDR, which is it's for graphics, okay. um, mainly. So they have, like, pure memory in themselves. And the 3090 is effectively packing what would normally be a... Um, like, a workstation. So, like, for video editing. Mm-hmm. You'd normally go for, like, 24 gig or, like, those Quadro cards because you want to be using as much graphics power as you can to take the workload off of everything else. Um, so, so it's just mad for that price so yeah. that they're offering a card like that. So for, for that reason, my plan is that that, that stupidly expensive graphics card I've ordered is going mm-hmm. back. It's going back to the shop. I'm getting a cheaper one that is actually much closer to... It's slightly better than the one you have now, Toby. Um, but yeah. like ha- yeah. pretty much half the price of what I was getting before. I'm getting that for the short term, and then in the long term, 
when it's realistic to upgrade, when the kinks have been worked out of these new graphics cards, when they've been tested properly, all that good stuff. I'll upgrade again and I'll give Katie my current one because she's she's still using a graphics card right. that is over six years old. And uh, I, I, she needs I can't upgrade. even lie. I'm so tempted to get the 3090. Which, like, which is part mental. of the... Um, if, I'm, if I'm looking at my computer now, my, mine's got a, a glass side mm -hmm. so I can see the internals. Mm -hmm. What bit is the graphics card? What does ah, that look like? Is it, it is it impressive looking if you, or is it? If you give me one second, because I have spares. In my oh, it's usually it's usually the biggest part. So is mine the hang on GeForce? Is that it's usually the biggest the biggest part of the PC. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's the really fat, the yeah, the really fat thing, yeah. and mine like glows this. and has all sort of stuff to it. Like, yeah, like with, with a fan yeah, yeah. on it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What what spares have so, you got then? Uh, well, I have a ten seventy and then a ten eighty, um, and I just alternate them depending on what the aesthetic I want. Oh, oh wow. Okay. The because so the ten eighty and the ten seventy are so close in performance, like it is literally about 10, 15 frames. And like when you're already hitting 144, like yeah, it, yeah. as long as you're over 60, it, it doesn't really matter. Now, um, so I kind of change it every so often. Now my original plan, and I think is still my plan, but I'm flip flopping like every five minutes. My original plan yeah. was to run a two PC setup, and mm -hmm. have the, you know the processing PC and mm -hmm. the gaming PC. However, this 3090. Would that be good enough for me to just game and stream from the same thing? Do you think and edit yes. with it? Do you think it's is that the like 3090? I I so I don't know if you've ever seen them before. So Nvidia used to do Titan graphics cards, which were there. I've like, heard of them. I've heard of them. Yeah, so like Linus Tech Tips, you, you use them most of the time because they are like the top of the line. But cards. they're not like, optimized not for gaming, as far as I'm aware. Not really. No. Uh, basically, the 3090 is optimized for gaming, but it's also optimized for everything. They've basically bought out a card that I don't think will be beaten in the next three, four years. Cool. I, yeah, I yeah. don't... I think it is almost the perfect card. Like, obviously, I'm excited to see the uh, benchmarks come out for it, yeah. um, but I can't see anything beating it, beating it. But, so... I might be getting this completely wrong. So, I probably am. Mm. With, with better graphics cards, does that yeah. not mean that there are that future games are going to be able to push the boundaries, push the limits even, yep. even more. And so eventually, depending on how quickly game developers can catch yeah. up, you will still want the two PC setup because you're those future games, they're like future proof, right? I think like with the two PC setup, especially for mainly for video editing, I think if you can have one PC that's purely putting all its power into that with like a decent graphics card in, and then you're not, like fully because pushing that, loads. I mean, you can. That's the issue, right? Like, if I um, if I do go with the two PC setup, the issue is there's a gaming PC where the good gaming graphics card goes, and then there's the encoding PC, yeah. which would also be the editing PC. But supposedly, one of the best things about these new graphics cards, they're really good to use for video editing. So yes, if I'm using the two PC so setup, two. Display, I'll just get <laughs> two monster PCs. Get yeah, two. I get two PCs that are like five thousand pounds each, and the same. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, do you want the best stream? <laughs> <laughs> do you want the I mean, yeah, it's just better than one PC. I don't know. I, I, I still, I just can't get it. So, the one other thing with the 3090 is it supports 8K resolution. 
not yeah, that yeah, that's so nice. unnecessary right now. Yeah, but it's not. It's not even just that it supports AK resolution, right? Like it supports it with shadow it play, play and with extra and with extra like features. It's like it will play games at eight. It's like it's properly eight K ready. Like eight K, probably sixty FPS. I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but like it, it only uses three hundred and fifty watts of power, though. That's kind of, although it does go up to ninety. Can you imagine degrees. that in like in like 10, 20 years, this technology that we're gushing oh, about, yeah. you know, costing like five grand, you know, for the complete setup or, or 10 grand <laughs> for the two PC setup is yeah. going to be packed into probably everyone's like 200 pound laptop that they nah, get, iPhone. you know, uh, just, just a like, phone, right? <laughs> right, well, yeah, exactly. You know, like, and that's just like, what, 10 years, five, 10, 20, 10? I mean, if, if we're talking zone. about old technology, I've got a Windows XP disc. Nice. <laughs> Nice. I mean, it's like it's, it's like how we make fun of. Uh, I was talking about this recently. I can't remember if it was on stream or on a podcast or what. But like making fun recently of how someone, uh, someone I know, installed World of War was like, "Oh, I'm installing World of Warcraft into like 20 minutes." Mm. It's like back in my day, when when I first got World of Warcraft, I had a case with six discs in it, and each disc took yeah. about two hours, and that's how you installed it. You had to like, and then it, first one would complete, and then you had to replace it with a second disc. Your laptop would be completely out of action for that time. And it had to just install the game, and it took a disc, and it took like twelve hours. It like it's crazy how technology, uh, how technology has come. Oh, it, 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 especially in the last twenty years, and I think that's why the technology jump hasn't been as major in the last five years. I think. Oh, please turn on the lights, Toby. In, <laughs> <laughs> I think in some cases, on. like phones have got so much better in the last five ten years, mm. but then. I just think like everything else is somewhat stagnated, but I could be wrong. I could be looking at it more as a gaming point of view, where I don't think this has been exactly the best generation, but we're going into hopefully what will be a really nice, like with new graphics cards, new CPUs, everything. I, well, I, I'm going to be honest. The thing that I want technology to improve at is internet, 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 because especially in the UK, yeah. why do I have stream issues? Like almost every other stream. Why does that happen? I mean, we're I'm still like, using Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, I can't help but feel like, and I would feel like this because this is like the technology that we've grown up with. I can't help but feel like the graphics are good enough. We have like photorealism in video games, pretty much. Graphics are fine. We don't need more graphics. We don't need 8K. This is silly. Like technology needs to advance in these other areas. Um, that said. We might, like, I, I can't imagine that in 20 years we're going to look back at the games, you know, uh, AAA titles coming out today and go, oh, yeah, that's equivalent to, like, looking back at a Nintendo yeah. 64 game. But maybe it is. Maybe maybe it is. But I just don't get how that could be the case, you know? Because you look at yeah. something like, you look at, like, the Halo 2 cutscenes and you're like, it's real. You look at, like, I, I guess Assassin's Creed was one, I think, recently that boomed for looking so yeah. good. You look at these games, you're like, they look real. How how can we go well, up? I, from I, I think I think up but, from real yeah. is actually less real. Like I mean, the game yes. the game that I wanna I wanna draw attention to because I think the most visually stunning game that I've ever played is The Last of Us Part Two, and that's not yeah. necessarily realistic graphics. I don't know what it is that they've done that makes the vistas and everything just look incredible. I don't even know if realistic is the word. The colors. You don't think realism is the thing? It's. I mean, it is. It's the the facial like technology has got so much better. Like you could tell like the emotion from like mm. 
like Elliot times, and I think you, you're just so right. It's just got so much. I, I feel like I feel like what we want isn't more realistic graphics. I feel like we want better than real graphics. We want yeah, really pleasing. Maybe. We want particle effects that are doing these really amazing things, right? Like, and that's what the RTX is for. Right, right. If you look at look at Halo Four, okay, just as a way, way back when, mm. I remember the Halo Four E3 demo, and we're talking what 2011 now, 2010. There was. They really wanted to do this thing where the Promethean weapons were being introduced and they disintegrated enemies. And the part of the E3 demo had an elite get hit by a, a, a the sniper, Promethean sniper rifle called? The um, binary rifle. Bi thank you, the binary rifle. Yeah, had the elite get hit by the binary rifle and you saw it like like eviscerate into like golden colors and just like just evaporate and disappear. Mm. And uh, it looked like that was going to be like, that was going to be really cool, these particle effects in the game. And it didn't quite translate that well into gameplay. In fact, it actually looked a little bit more naff than that in the actual game. Yeah. Maybe someday we can get realistic effects that look as good as that. And I think that's kind of like the future we're heading towards. It's better lighting. It's better particle effects. It's better that, that sort of that mm. area of gaming while also having instant response times and, and stuff like that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think... It's one thing I've always been, I, I don't know, I'm always been game, like, uh, how the game plays rather than graphics. So, like, if I can get 144 hertz, I will drop the graphics yeah. settings yeah. to go for smoothness. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's just me, but, uh, although I do fight, like, as much as I love PC gaming, if I want to sit back and play, like, an RPG or something like open world, I will sit and play on a console. So that's, that's a really interesting discussion in of, in of itself because I grew up as a console gamer and only, I want to say recently moved to PC gaming, but really it has been like five years now. Um, and now yeah. I feel like if ever given the choice between getting something on PC and console, I feel like I would always choose PC. Um, yeah. And and I feel like for a long time, a lot of people agreed with me as, as time goes on, because I know I've got a few other friends that say, actually, sometimes I just want to kick back and play on a console. Yeah. Why is that? What's what's the What's the benefit, do you think? There's something really satisfying that I've been getting this a lot recently because, and I don't know if this transfers to other people or whether this is me specific, I work in front of my computer all day, every day I'm in this office. Yeah. And the idea of going into my bedroom, sitting down, we've got, a, we've got a little sofa area, sitting down and just playing a game in, like, not in the workspace, playing a game like, you know, like half an hour of a Legend of Zelda game or an old Pokemon game. Um, specifically, I really like retro gaming, though, in that scenario. Like, yes, I, yeah. I, you know, and that's not to say that I couldn't bring the GameCube in here and plug it up to my computer and make it work that way, but there's something really cathartic but, to me. Okay. But that might just be because that's how I played it. Let me let me, let me flip younger. things over, though, right? Like, run a HDMI into your, into your TV in your bedroom? You can still kick back and play that on a controller in bed, but it's just running on your PC, probably with higher specs than it would be on your console. That's That would be my counter-argument to that. Well, I, I don't actually have the opportunity to do that yeah. because my you know, my PC setup's in here. Um, we could, Steam, and we have Steam, talked about... Steam Link? So, like, there's, there's devices like the Steam I, Link you can get, where yeah. it, it probably wouldn't work so much for you, Ollie, if you're on Wi-Fi, but if you're on wired that connection... Does, yeah. If you're on a wired I connection... The Steam Link, what it does is you you plug your your PC into one end, and then you plug your TV into the other. Uh, it's like a, it's like a you know like a power line adapter. It's like that, yeah, but yeah. for a HDMI signal. And basically, what that does <laughs> is it allows you to play Steam games oh, on your TV. Uh, yeah. That sounds really appealing to me. Yeah, 
They did I don't need, I don't them, need but... Fallout. Fallout, for example, is the perfect kind of role-playing game that I would want to play, ideally, in the bedroom. Skyrim's very similar. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not fussed whether it's on a console to... or on a PC, but it's that experience of sitting down and playing. I had one once in, for a know, while, exactly. and it wasn't very good because at the time I only used Wi-Fi. But I would imagine nowadays because now the way my, my setup is i've got an ethernet cable that runs through my house into my office and that goes into a dock that spits out several other ethernet ports so my pc's plugged into one uh my mm -hmm. whatever i'm gaming on my xbox or tablet if i'm playing brawl stars or whatever goes into another if i'm running a two pc setup that will go into another so i've got like several ethernet ports in here and same in my bedroom several ethernet ports in there and i assume that if i had a steam link go into one here and a steam link go into one in my bedroom i'm assuming it would be flawless because it's all wired but like game streaming is yeah. something that's only going to improve and get more and more popular. Um, I, I I don't know. Actually, that's kind of interesting. Have you seen the Google Stadia? Stadia. I have oh. heard a lot of things oh. about Stadia. Actually, yeah. I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> no. It. Uh... Go on, old. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. I think my my issue with game streaming at the moment is. I think partly the sixty FPS and the fact that sometimes it just does not hit it. Like, yeah. you'll get so many frame drops. Whereas, I feel like having a game installed and... Actually, this is where I think my kind of console gaming is optimization. Uh, on a PC, no matter your spec, sometimes you can be playing a game and it will run terribly. Okay. Because it's either not optimized for PC, uh, there hasn't been a graphics card update, or the new update doesn't like it. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is a good example of any time there's an NVIDIA update... Uh, or there's a new siege update i will lose about 20 frames really? 30 frames for like the first few days and then it will go back up because of the optimization and obviously especially with siege being like an esports title like you do not want to lose frames you yeah. want to stick to as close to 140 as you can um whereas i think with console games like especially with story games i think it's just really nice either sitting on a bed or just sitting back mm. in a chair and just watching, playing it on TV, and just kind of, I, and trophies, I think, as well. Like, the kind of achievements trophies, I think, are a lot better on consoles than they are on Steam at the moment. I'm going to give you another counter-argument, Ozzy, to the, uh, to the, uh -huh, to the yeah. frame drops thing, and I'm going to say that that happens with console games a lot nowadays as well. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Oh, the Switch is, like, the worst for it. But... <laughs> I had an experience, um, I want to say two or three years ago, PlayStation 4, um down and I, I streamed i streamed the last of us to mm -hmm. the playstation 4 from whatever the playstation services that you do that from um and i remember yeah there was this kind of issue of like i, I had been playing for about an hour and then suddenly it just started getting jittery because the internet connection yeah. had gone yeah. and uh then eventually the game crashed and uh oh that took me out I mean, of it. I mean, yeah. we're not there. It's yet. such a small thing. thing. We're not there uh, yet, and definitely two years ago, I don't think we were there. Give it, give it. I reckon, give <laughs> it ten years. Everyone will be streaming games. Mm. I, I think. But I wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't object to uh, object to it. And I think PC games have got better. One of the big reluctances I had to move over to PC um, from consoles when I was younger was this feeling of whenever I tried to do anything PC related, and granted, <laughs> I was doing it on Macs or that were partitioned. Or I was doing it on laptops that cost, you know, a hundred quid. Of course, these things weren't going to work. But, you know, the the battle against the consoles for me was that I put in a disc. Done. I was it say, works. It's off. I'm, you know, a, I'm a sucker for physical. Mm. And then with with 
with PC games, it always felt like I needed to install something. I had to patch something. There was an update. There was a, a this, a that, or the other. There was installation times. Did I have enough from my hard drive? And of course I didn't because it's on a partitioned Mac or, or a laptop yeah. or whatever. And so I think technology has gotten better and also buying an actual gaming PC that can handle this stuff that is I mean, designed for and this. And that's the thing. That's where yeah. my kind of view comes into it is that like, what, what, especially when you look at the Xbox Series X, it's, it's mm -hmm. clearly going to be a fantastic console. I feel like as much as I would like to have one and have considered several times probably getting one, I feel like it's not for me because all of the exclusives are also on PC. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the I, Xbox I, Series X is for people that cannot afford to get a gaming PC and are like too young to you get You know what though? I think you're going to get one. I'm just going to make this as a, a predictive thing here on the podcast. You'll get one and I don't know you just cuz you get you Well originally originally my plan was to get, <laughs> one, get one and use that as my Halo device and then I wouldn't need a two PC yes. setup. But now because I'm sort of doing this PC upgrade, the idea is this is instead of an Xbox Series X. I'm almost mm. definitely going to get a PS5 still. I don't know whether mm. I'm going to get it on launch now. It depends on sort of what's coming out at launch and what I'm doing with this PC and everything. But yeah. uh, but like right now, I probably will get a Series X eventually, but I'm not yeah. Yeah. really... To, right, okay, if I was going to get a Series X, you know what I'd want to get it for? Games Pass. That's it. Mm -hmm. I feel like... But, because yes, I've got Games Pass on PC as well, but the library of games available on Xbox... I actually hooked up my Xbox One to have you a look recently. You get way more. The library on Xbox is huge. It's it's, mm. it's absolutely massive. Game Pass and, is unreal. And it goes right back to Xbox Classic Games. That is that is available on my Xbox One on Games Pass. Classic Games. And uh, you're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I feel like if I was getting an Xbox Series X, that would be my yeah. Xbox Games Pass device. And I would probably, and if I could, I'd sense. probably get it discless and not bother buying anything for it whatsoever and just do Games Pass with it. Yeah. Okay. Did you see... Uh, I think it was announced recently, and this is isn't a surprise that PS5 is is definitely backwards compatible, but only with PS4 games. It doesn't go yes. back to like all the. I I'm not surprised about that. that. What I I think they'll do is um, a little bit similar to what they've done now, where they will just make digital versions of PS3, PS2, mm. PlayStation games, and chuck them up on either PlayStation Store, or they'll just put them with PlayStation Plus. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I I fully get the people that want to play all their PlayStation games on one console. But, like, it's that kind of... Do they go... Well, what I, direction do they go? I do feel one of the big benefits of PC gaming, and, you know, Steam in particular, is you buy it on Steam, you've got it. You've got it forever. And I remember on the PlayStation 3 buying the Spyro original trilogy collection on, on PlayStation 3. Uh, no, well, I got it on PS. Yeah, but the PS One version. Uh, but it was it was the it was the PS One yeah, yeah, version yeah, of those games. Yeah, yeah. And then it, I don't think it was available on the. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't yeah. think certainly at the time I looked that it was available on PS4, PlayStation Four. And yeah. that really bothered me because I sort of went, well, I traded in my PlayStation Three to get the PlayStation Four, and yeah. that's just a set of games that I don't own. And that actually, I'm now thinking about it. The Nintendo DS, the 3DS, as of about two months ago. I believe has been officially discontinued. It's been like mm -hmm. done silently. They're no longer making 3DSs, they're done. It's the, that generation yeah. is over. And there are a number of games that I've bought on the virtual console that, you know, one day that service will go. The virtual console service, that'll disappear in yeah. five, 10 years, it'll be gone. And if I want to play those games like that, I better have them downloaded. Um, 
And that's just never you, a worry. You want to hear something really scary? With Steam. One day Steam might go. It's not mm. impossible that Steam servers just shut Do down. You think? And you lose your entire Steam library. It's not impossible. You lose the library? Yeah, it's not impossible. It's unlikely. But it, I mean, I have like 300 games in my Steam it's library. It's true. You, you know what? You just sort of accept that Steam is a constant. You just sort of accept yeah. that that'll be but there like, forever but, now. Why would But this it, is what I like know? about Games Pass so much. Like, the fact that... Do you know what? If PlayStation announced a Games Pass, right? Uh -huh. Even if they said it's only going to be first-party titles on it, I'd buy it instantly, in a heartbeat. I would pay for PlayStation yeah. Games Pass. Because that's all future Uncharted games, The Last of Us games, Spider-Man games, God of War games, Horizon games. Mm -hmm. You know, every single first... If, if they said every single first-party PlayStation game was going to be on Games Pass, I'd buy it instantly. It, realistically, they won't do that, because I think everybody knows PlayStation, as it stands, has better exclusives than Xbox. Got, you know, all of these exclusives. Bloodborne is another good one. They have better exclusives. Xbox don't, so they need something. Yep, exactly, LZ. So Xbox needs something like, like Games Pass to actually get people to stay on their ecosystem. And that's really what they're selling. They make a loss on, on, um, on consoles themselves. Xbox want you in their ecosystem. They want you to get Games Pass. Do you know what? I want to have mm -hmm. Games Pass because it's such a good damn deal. Yeah. I think I think also we've we've talked a lot about the the idea that uh you know why are they even making a new Xbox all of these games all of these exclusives they're on PC you know it's done Xbox is done and I think you're right in that one it's not for us and two they want to keep that ecosystem alive because you don't know what's going to happen in a, a generation's worth of consoles time two generations for all we know in 10 years Xbox is something that exists on our phones or on our laptops or on our computers. But that's computers. what they want. You know um, about the, the they... drama between Xbox and Apple that led into the Fortnite drama? No, is the, the, tell. There was the xCloud. Xbox wanted yeah. wanted you oh, to yeah. be able to have Xbox Games Pass on all of your devices and play your Xbox games right. on all of your devices. Yeah, it only works on Android at the moment. And, uh, and I think it, Apple, it's important that they Apple, keep a presence, right? Apple trialed it and then after the beta they discontinued it and said, okay, that we, won't be, we won't be running it officially. Um, because of right. because of the same reasons they they don't like things like Epic having a store because they want to be able to vet everything and they've said we're not going to be, every, be able to vet every single game that's available on this so we don't want to have it in our store and it's such a uh, it's such a it's such a problematic thing it's a double standard because there's no way they vet everything on Netflix or everything available on Amazon yeah right like so there's a double mm. standard there for video games it seems that Apple are refusing to take video games seriously and that's why people are getting so upset and why i think people are right to be to an extent supporting epic in this in this kind of war against them yeah it's, yeah uh, it was an interesting kind of uh thing i haven't got so obviously uh i don't think fortnite's been put back on ios devices yet no no. no, and I can't imagine it will do while the lawsuit they have announced that fortnite season action, four you know? which is this marvel season Probably like the worst. They probably timed it like this on purpose. Uh, they've announced yeah. that that will not be on iPhone or iOS. Okay. And arguably, this is going to be the season to make Epic a lot of money because the skip, like whether you play Fortnite or not, or like live Fortnite, you can tell like how mm. much effort has been put into making sure the skins look really good, and they do. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, me, me and Dan. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast yet, but we we used to play Fortnite all the time. Halo came out. We've been playing Halo. But recently, I sent the trailer for season four and said, "Look at this! 
it's like the best. It's a Marvel game, but it's in Fortnite, and you can yeah. be Iron Man, you can be Wolverine. The trailer looks, like looks better than the actual Avengers so... game, for goodness sake. That's the oh, thing it looks so cool. And, you know, it's like, okay, let's download it. Let's try it out again. Like, Fortnite genuinely know how to, I think, tap into audiences and, and get that excitement going. They've got this incredible deal going on with Disney, clearly. Um... It's so interesting. These big companies, they're so interwoven because, like, you know, Disney has history with Apple. Apple now against Epic. Epic and Disney are, like, they're, they're in bed together. And it's like, who knows where this battle of the giants is going to go. It's fascinating. But I think it's like, going to result. Yeah. People are very quick to be like, oh, I don't like Fortnite. Like, Epic are wrong here. Mm. But, like, yeah. when, you, when you look at the facts and you look at the support that Epic are getting... Microsoft stand in support of Epic because of get, uh, xCloud. Spotify yeah. have openly said, no, we support what Epic are doing. There are other companies that are coming out and saying, yeah, we support this, we support this. Um, so it's going to be it's gonna mm. be a fascinating one to watch. It really is. Yeah. I think it results in net benefit for everyone, though, that because all it means is these companies working harder to out-compete each other by making the best products possible. And as someone who consumes products that's just got to be good i assume maybe yeah. naively maybe naively but that's what i assume it makes no i get that i think you know actually, i was reading the chance once and i think the avengers game looks better i i think when you compare the fact that fortnite is meant to be this like called cartoonish game and the character models especially iron man looks better in fortnite <laughs> like yeah. I, I I really wanted the Avengers game. To yes, do it. I, I'm still <laughs> like I'm I'm looking to pick it up purely because I got to be honest. There's not a lot of games this year. Obviously, because of COVID, that's fine. Games have been kind of put on the back burner. But just in general, this last two years for gaming, I think, has been kind of eh. I like, I really wanted to like the Avengers game. I was so excited when it was announced. But the um the just everything the thing is it doesn't help that it was a beta that came out and it looks like a buggy mess yeah it honestly they looks messed like a buggy up at mess. e3 last year um, it, even the e3 trailer and gameplay just looked horrendous and then even now it doesn't look great like me and my friend have been talking about it getting it purely for the co-op aspect and that's literally it it's just getting it play co-op mm -hmm. and just run through the buggy mess it's weird to me that uh that the world of marvel which is you know this huge huge industry now owned by disney has not transitioned very well into the world of video games i think mm. um i could really only call their big success insomniac spider-man which is yeah. you know everyone agrees right it's great they, they say it's the arkham it's the batman arkham asylum for it's, it's the best superhero you know, game people, I've played. Mm -hmm. right we all love this spider-man game and now they're using this spider-man game and moment to sell the next console and they're going to be successful that's when I think about why am I buying PS5, oh, well, Miles Morales and Spider-Man. It's a launch yeah, title. Like, it's, the yeah. fact they've confirmed yeah. it as a launch title, I am going out and buying a PS5 day one. But it's one. just so weird. Like, you think about, like, Iron Man. Iron Man's massively popular. they got the VR experience came out recently. I don't know how that is. It um, didn't do well. You know, but they've got this Avengers game, and it's like, where's the Iron Man game that makes me feel like Iron Man, just in the same way Spider-Man did it? Where's the Hulk game that does the same thing? You know, where's the... Where's the, um, I don't know, you know, Captain Marvel game that has me blasting yeah. through space and blowing up spaceships. Like, where is it? It is stuff? weird. Where's that the these Guardians IPs of the Galaxy type so Yeah. It is very weird. You're literally I... waiting to take our money. And again, I, I, I assumed that Square Enix 
are making an Avengers. I just assumed it'd be really good. Square Enix, fantastic game studio. Um, yeah. yeah. There was actually there was a Guardians of the Galaxy game, right? Didn't Telltale Telltale do one? Did, did that did. before yeah. they got shut down? Is did that ever come out or did they that came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That came out two two or three years ago. That was like one of their like last releases. I don't I think. think it was considered very good. I remember it. It's shame. It was it's yeah. Shame. It's I think well Telltale's been bought back uh, by Ubisoft, uh, which was unsurprising. It's fascinating just in that there are always. Marvel games, and you know they did the Lego games. I assume they were pretty popular. Oh, they yeah. did a lot of them. Um, but they always they Marvel really feels like it's been struggling to get well, into at, the video game space for the last ten years. You know, like, like DC is like last week they were like, cool, we've got Arkham Knights coming out. It's four. You get to play as Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin. Cool, this mm. looks sick. And then they went. Um, Oh yeah, look, Suicide Squad game coming out. It's like okay, like both from Rocksteady, who did the Arkham games. Like already, they're on to a winner, and you know the gameplay is going to be fluid. It's D- going to have DC good story. Got everything out of Arkham, right? Like the mm-hmm. whole last what's it been? When uh, did Arkham Asylum? When did Arkham so come did, out? So Arkham Asylum came out in two thousand nine. Uh, Eleven years off the back yeah. of that game, and just Ar- innovating and redoing it, and then they had Arkham City, which was what 2012. Then Arkham Origins, kind of, no one remembers it, and then Arkham no. Knight. Arkham Knight was a mess, especially on PC. Oh, okay. The Steam refunded like everyone on PC I- for Arkham Knight. It was so bad, but the game was good. It's just the PC port was uh, terrible. Oh, I see. So, okay. so glad. And they're still doing them. Glancing at Twitch chat for a second, and look, yeah. look, 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 look. I get it. I get it. People don't like Fortnite. I get it. I get it. It's not super popular, and people, a lot of people that like to not like Fortnite, like to actually hate Fortnite and think it's objectively <laughs> bad. And like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, yeah. calling Fortnite graphics budget PUBG. Are you like? Are you, no. Are you actually out of your mind if you're saying that? Like, just I. There's a difference between realism and good graphics, and there's and there's different types of art style. I just did a very quick Google image search, right? I typed in Fortnite, I typed in PUBG, and you got like very bland, wooden, grey, honestly like pretty generic looking thing. And you've got like the world that shows for the Fortnite chapter two image in the Fortnite search, mm. and it just looks luscious. Like, I don't know how, like, I've heard the words Disney Infinity yeah. thrown around. And again, you could, like, do a Google, Google search for Disney Infinity. And actually, Ga- Garlic Red Man's just said one of, the, one of they the hate best games. games on the Switch last year. Um, the, one of the games, sorry, one of the games I enjoyed the most on the Switch last year was Link's Awakening, right? The reimagining mm-hmm. of Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, the gameplay was nothing new. It was a remake of a game from, you know, 15 years ago. It looks stunning. It, yeah. It's one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. It's got frame rate issues. It's one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. And, you know, I think it looks much better than PUBG, just because it's not yeah. going for realism. Yeah, yeah. You get an aesthetic, and Even Fortnite very clearly is not going for realism. Link's Awakening is what? one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. Mario Odyssey looks great. I saw someone say something earlier that I wanted to respond to as well. Um, somebody said in, in the chat that... Uh, that Mario Galaxy is one of the best-looking games they've ever played, and even though it's 10 years old. And I agree that my perception, my memory of playing Mario Galaxy is that the game looks amazing. However, having plugged in a Wii recently and tried to replay a little bit of it with Katie, the, the awful resolution is, is really 
hard to He's not really notice. Um, Do you know what's really interesting to me is Zelda The Wind Waker always comes up when we talk about this stuff and it's like cell shaded graphics. There's two versions of Wind Waker now. There's the original and there's the HD remake. And the ways that they've improved on that kind of graphical style, it is not just a case of, oh yeah, it worked then, let's just like give it a fresh paint of coat. And like, no, if you look at the artwork side by side and you look at the gameplay side by side, it is so dramatically different in everything that they've done and crafted. The graphics in the world of like non-realism continue to improve. And I guess that's what you were talking about earlier when you say, you know, the future with good graphics is continuing to make particle effects and shading and lighting. Yes, and, exactly. And sci-fi and all that stuff. Look better. Like ray tracing is the big thing of this generation. And Ali, maybe you'll be able to explain mm. a little bit better yeah. what ray tracing so, does exactly. Ray tracing's been interesting. And this is what I was saying to you the other day. Why an NVIDIA card, like the RTX cards, weren't really worth buying two years ago, but are worth it now, is uh, it's basically just textures and like shadows and stuff like that. So you'll get like games like Battlefield and stuff like that, which was their kind of big, like, look, we've got Battlefield, it's got RTX. And it was just, the game just looks crisper, it looks more realistic. And it's kind of that kind of stuff where you'll get better shadows, the textures will have that kind of dirt on them if you need it to have dirt on it and stuff like that, where it should just be part of modern gaming now. Um, and it is getting there, but obviously you need to have the graphics card to be able to display it. Um, it's coming to consoles as well. I know the PS5 and, and Series X are going to be using uh, ray tracing mm -hmm. along with um, Unreal Engine 5. It was, it was confirmed that Halo Infinite, before the delay was announced, it was confirmed that Halo Infinite would be getting a, a I think it was a day one ray tracing update where ray tracing is added to the game. And that was a lot, something that calmed a lot of people down with the bad graphics that, uh, that, Halo, that Halo Infinite had in the demo, mm. saying, oh yeah, but ray tracing yeah. is going to fix everything. Uh, and that was what was concerning some people was like, oh wait, day, day, ray tracing is not being included into the game until it launches? That's a bit dodgy. And it's one, another one of the reasons people were glad that the game got delayed. So, yeah, with ray tracing, because it can be done as an update. Um, so, a lot of games on PC have now had ray, like, ray tracing added to them, like six months after launch, a year after launch. Even games from 20 years ago have had... My, Minecraft updates. has it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Because it can be done as a patch, I, I feel like it's fine for games to be released and then just update a patch, just release a patch to do it. I, I don't know. I gotta I tell you, again, just popping back into that realism argument, something that really impresses mm. me is how games that, that sometimes have no right to look good really do look good. Like, it impressed me how good Minecraft Dungeon looked. I thought, despite the fact, mm. everything's made of blocks, everything looked really good. And yeah. Minecraft with shaders can look utterly fantastic. Somebody in chat brought up Paper Mario, the latest Paper Mario game. Although I didn't enjoy the gameplay very much, the game looked yeah. and the whole aesthetic yeah. and theming mm -hmm. of the game was absolutely fantastic and everything's made out of paper. How good, a game where everything's made out of paper? That shouldn't be particularly special, but it is because it's an art style and people really, you know, the developers really run with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is kind of, it goes back to what I was saying near the start of the podcast is that as graphics get better, it's not, it's not, Real, more realistic graphics is not what we want. That's not what we need. We want just better looking graphics. Maybe that means dipping into more unrealistic territory. But I'm playing a video game not because I want more of the horrible real life outside world. I want to jump into a fantasy land and experience a new world that looks different. And if it's if it's easy on the eyes and if it, if it looks fantastic and it, it brings me away from reality, fantastic. 
you think about something, yeah. a, a game that I think looks beautiful, Celeste, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Switch. Oh yeah. And Celeste yeah. is a game. It looks gorgeous, but it's made out of you know what is it like? It's just pixels. It's just it's just. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's the oh, perfection okay. of that art form. And we could go another, you know, 50 years messing around with pixels on screen, doing that art style, whether it's that, whether it's Undertale, whether it's anything like that, and find different ways of using technology to to improve it in some way or another. And, and again, um, again, Celeste has a lot of particle effects going on. Every time you yeah. every time you use one of the you know, abilities to make her glide across the screen, you know, there's that instant feedback. The particles go flying off of her. You get the sound effect. It all comes together mm -hmm. in this beautiful package. So, well, yes, the art style that's chosen is a very simple, like, 16-bit type graphics thing. Because of everything else, it's amazing. Undertale is another good example. Um, Octopath Traveler on the on the in the uh, switches is one yeah. that I like to mm. bring up as an ex as on Steam as well. It's one I like to bring up because it's two D game, but like the backdrops in the game are properly like distanced mm. and and and, th and blurry and have got depth of field, and the game is again it's stunning to look at. So so yeah, realistic and even three D doesn't necessarily make for better graphics. Yeah. But I think if you take I mean, a two D game, this is still amazing. Yeah, sure. If you take a two D game yeah. and if you give it lots of you know correct particle effects good sound effects, good animation, it's going to look better. And that, that's why I'm always arguing, like, let Pokemon be 2D again. Just focus in the yeah. right area. I would love I would love a sprite game either again. That, yes. Either that or, like... A modern a, one, though, Ozzy. A modern sprite or, game. Or XD. If we're continuing into the 3D world, I really like the way the characters look in Smash Bros. I yeah. think when you compare, like... And the one I like to look at is Incineroar, because Incineroar, it's really easy to see. It's got, and Lucario, it's got a lot of fluff, it's got a lot of texture. It's what it needs uh, to look like. It's got a lot of like. shading on it. And yeah. it, there's something about it where they've made it conform to... Because, because Smash Bros, you've got games, characters from all sorts of different art styles, and what the beauty of Smash Bros is making those things work together. Uh, it's not just like they've taken Mario from Mario Odyssey and Incineroar from Pokemon so uh, Sun and Moon and just gone, well, that's what it looks like in those games and brought it together. They have had to do a general kind of uh, weaving together of these characters to make them look coherent together when they're on the stage together. And how they look in that game, it's such a distinct art style. I really like it and I'd really love to see them, if they're continuing 3D, to push that direction. Yeah. Because I think it's great. I think it looks great on them. Mystery Dungeon is gonna... also fantastic. Uh, uh, Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. I think all of these games um, look better than Sword and Shield. Mystery Dungeon, Smash. You know, like it's 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 such a shame. The Sword and Shield topic will always shame, be brought up. I've, I've got I've got to agree in that in that in that. Even zone, X like, I, I, you know what? I'll even say XD Gate of Darkness and Colosseum, like. But 3D games, whether the models still were great or not, that's fine. I, but I, the I animations. I just think the game, yeah, I just think, like, Ludicolo just dancing. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. There right. is a distinct difference. There is a distinct difference. I've just finished playing Gale of Darkness, yeah. and recently I've been playing Sword and Shield on, on the TV. Um, yeah. Actually, I've got to say, playing it on TV is very different to playing it on the It's Switch much handheld. better on, um, I think it's better playing it docked than handheld. I didn't enjoy I it agree. that much. I agree. I didn't yeah. realise this, because I've, I, you know, when the game comes out, I have to stream it, I have to play it, and... I've played most of my Sword and Shield either handheld or in here. Playing it on TV does feel different and feels very oh, yeah. exciting. Um, but what I will say is the difference between, you know, a, a Pokemon just kind of 
doing the little Bob versus yeah. the individual personalities of like that you could really feel in Gale of Darkness yes. um, when they yeah. attacked, when they did stuff, uh, particularly when they fainted. A, a lot of the Pokemon. Yes. There's one where like yeah. if Vileplume gets knocked out. It kind it of flat. flattens and then yeah, goes down. Same with it's, like, it's really exciting to see. I think um, Teddy Ursa starts crying. Yeah. Like, yeah, Ludicolo, like, it stops dancing and doesn't It's, yeah. it's so full and of characters. And it's like, it's, <laughs> yes. it's another thing that if they, if they said next Pokemon game, okay, yeah, only 150 Pokemon in the next Pokedex, but they were like that and had as much character as And that's the see. thing. I'd be so about it. The yeah. Aura region got it. It is Aura region art, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, cool. Like, it was a limited dex of what you could use, but I never used the same Pokemon in every playthrough. I had one playthrough of Colosseum where I used Typhlosion, and one mm -hmm. playthrough where I used for Alligator, mm -hmm. or one using Meganium, and like, I changed it every time. I remember, I'll never, like, I've got that memory of catching a Suicune in a Pokeball. Like, because hmm. I'd ran out of Ultra Balls and Great Balls, and I had just had Pokeballs left, and I still got it. Like, I don't think and in, in 3D as well, like, it was just amazing going from playing, like, the, two, the just the 2D games or trading Pokemon from 2D. Like, I, I'm fully for 3D Pokemon games. It, it but really... they've been awful the last <laughs> six years. Ever since X and Y came out, I don't think they've done 3D right. Toby's right. like, oh, I don't want to get that far. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I think I mean, awful is an exaggeration as well, but, like, yeah. definitely not what it's it... It's not awful, def but, like... Here's, here's the definitely thing. not what you it could have been. Yeah, I, it, 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 I, I cannot ignore that when I go back and play Gale of Darkness and Colosseum, they're just filled with so much charm. The way 3D Pokemon look, I love it. Sword and Shield, I think, are a step in the right direction from where we were with X and Y. I think it's been a really difficult journey for them from X and Y to here. Um, but I do, I can't help but kind of look at those games and go, okay, there are big steps in the right direction and they keep on making steps in the right direction. It's still not what I want yet. And there's yeah. so much stuff back there in the past yeah. that was done, that are done through the affiliate companies. Because back then it was a Genius Sonority who did yes, Colosseum yeah. of Darkness. You've got you know other companies working on these other side projects, and it's like we need that stuff. Even DNA and Pokemon Masters on the phone. There are a lot of graphics and animations and things that happen in that game that don't happen in the main series. That the main series could really benefit from that attention. You know, like you know how much I love Pokemon. And um, yeah. I I I think I I always find something good in the Pokemon games. I think it's just there was so much charm. I think in the two D games, and then even like playing the three D games back on GameCube, that I I don't know. I just feel like from X and Y, it's definitely lost its charm. I feel like there it's just the whole three D S era. I think I don't know. The cutscenes were so good. That's the thing. Like X, the cutscenes were amazing. Mm -hmm. It just felt like everything else was a bit kind of just yeah. it was just thrown in there like let's just change their sprites to 3d like even i even preferred this uh gen 5's moving sprites i loved those i thought they were great again i i loved sword and shield absolutely loved playing through sword and shields again i don't want to i don't want to give the false false impression that i didn't like the game in any way i loved it uh, yeah i i loved sword and shield i thought the story mm. was great but just imagining what they could do with 3D or what they could do with going mm -hmm. back to 2D but with a really modern polish the Celeste the Octopath style of you know give it all of that give the animation yeah. some real character just imagining what Pokemon could be I just it gets me yeah. excited even like even like really old games like I remember um, Digimon World 2004 
It's that like I remember that had the character the, the characters, the sprite characters would do funny animations together and spin around and, and high five and that kind of thing. And it's like I want yeah. that kind of goofy character added into the game. Um I, charm, think, like I definitely like, think Sword and Shield did quite a bit of that, like in the particularly in the opening portions of the game, like when you're first picking your starter, there's this beautiful animation of the three oh, starters I love playing it. together. Yeah. And you get so much value of like, oh, this is what their character is. Um, and there are definitely moments in Sword and Shield. There are certain attacks. There's this one grab apple uh, attack that uh, Applin uses or, yeah. or Appleton uses. There are certain attacks that look beautiful. Um, I think there's just a lot of the but, idle But I'm not stuff even talking about that, attacks anymore. I'm talking yeah. about, like, again, the one I like to bring up is the handshakes. It's like, I'm being a gym leader. Great. Yeah. Let's awkwardly shake hands for about a full minute while we do in the next bit of dialogue. And it's like, imagine if instead you had 2D and you'd, yeah, beat the gym leader. And then the, the character did a very quick snappy high five. And uh, yeah. even like, like the style I've got is my thing that pops up on screen with me and Toby's emotes doing a high five. Like, it could be more like that. And that would be like yeah. a little bit more, I think, satisfying to the viewer than... Yeah, yeah, we're shaking hands. I, I just, I think the thing with um, Sun and Moon and then Sword and Shield is I just don't, I didn't find any of the like the gyms like super memorable. I think apart from maybe um, the final gym being a double battle, I thought that was really cool. Like yeah. it kind of took me back to Oras. I, I like the herding the Wulu in the first gym. I, yeah, I, I think really like, the enjoyed challenges. that. Um, I, I, and actually, I quite like catching fire Pokemon in this in the in the fire gym where yeah. you had to. Just to put a yeah. twist on this discussion, though, I mean, mm -hmm. my, I think my favorite thing about Sword Shield, my single favorite thing about Sword Shield was fighting a gym leader and then getting to that final Pokemon and the way the music changes, you yeah. know, and the, and the, oh, the and music the, was amazing. Where that starts and it's where that goes, as they send out the last Pokemon and it's like, it's there is yeah. something so epic about that. It is like with the stadium. Agree, yeah. Now at first I wasn't a fan of the stadiums when I was. Oh, it's a bit weird. It feels like they're kind of forcing, like this, to, like faking the fact that this is big and exciting. But yeah. as soon as I got to that last Pokemon and that became a recurring thing, it's like, yeah, this is my favorite thing about the game. I love yeah. the gym leader music and what, the way it, it dials up there. And I wish that. And yeah, like Garlic Bridman just in the chat. I thought it was bad at first. When I first started facing the yeah. first gym leader, I was like, oh, this is lame. Because I'm thinking of like Gold and Silver's I gym leader music actually. and how epic that was. But then when I kind of got used to it and realized what was happening and what the game was doing to me as I yeah. got to that last Pokemon, how they were they were artificially hyping it up but doing such a good job of it. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. It's letting you know, you know this is it. I think the music department is something that Pokemon's always honestly excelled at. Like, yeah. I can't think yeah. of a... A single generation where I can't at least point out a track and go, that was it. Yeah, well, didn't X um, and Y have pretty lame gym music? Now. If I remember rightly. X and Y's? Well, I mean, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Like, so, it's like, just like a yeah, quiet disco or there. something going on in I the background. It's just really, if I remember rightly. X and Y could have been like so much better, especially with the French theme. Like, yeah. I think they could have got the music so much. Just go for that Parisian feel. Take, take. Like, if you just. Take, like, Professor Layton music and stick it in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, because um, I've, I've like, obviously been playing like Mario stuff recently, I just think, actually I think that's where the biggest argument for Sword and Shield came in. I love the game, I will like defend it against the whole Pokedex thing, Yeah. I think that's fine, I think it's new generation, you know what, absolutely fine, didn't want to get all of it on, that's okay. But, only thing I will fight is the paywall, not the paywall, uh, 
I think the first DLC was a little bit lackluster. I'm really excited for the new one. But I think when you look at the Switch, at how good the open world was in Breath of the Wild, I just feel like... I think the whole of Sword and Shield should have been the wild era. I think the wild era. Yeah, that, that, do, been do you know the when whole I first thing. saw footage of it, Ozzy? That that yeah. was literally my first thought. When I first saw footage of the wild era, I was like, "Oh, cool! Why isn't the whole game like that?" Yeah, and I think that's how it should be. And been. now, a bit now like we, have the, we have like the answer fully right? because the whole Isle of Armor was, and it wasn't. The yeah. gameplay wasn't quite there. I don't think they've quite. Oh yeah, the frame rate's awful in Isle of Armor. Yeah, but but also it's... but also the gameplay is not quite there. Like. The, the way that trainer battles are so few and far between, and it's like, I'm um, tra- chasing a slowpoke around over and over again, and it's like, that's not quite up to I think scratch. they're setting us up for you how good remember, I mean, the, the fundamental difference here, and whether this is a good yeah. thing or a bad thing is entirely up to you. Um, as a Pokemon YouTuber particularly, it's a good thing that we get a new Pokemon game basically every year, yeah. because I love it, and I get to explore it, I get to talk about it, of course. Um, you know, the difference, fundamental difference there, though, between Breath of the Wild and... The Legend of Zelda, and even with Mario, you know, Ma- Mario-, Mario is their flagship thing. It will always look the best that Nintendo can offer. And Breath of the Wild, you know, that's been in development for what, like four, five years before they get that game out there. And uh, the last main series 3D Zelda title that was fresh was Skyward Sword before yeah. that. And before that was Twilight Princess, before that was Wind Waker. It's great gaps of time pokemon it's like year after year after year after year here's your new thing here's your new thing here's your new thing and so it really is a franchise of stepping stones and you know progression over long (laughs) periods of time of course the game i would like to play would be the breath of the wild of pokemon but that's just not realistic in the time frames you know even if they hired right every guys we gotta we gotta we gotta wrap this up we gotta start wrapping this up because because toby's got a stream to do and you're streaming stream but I'm, I'm streaming. I'm streaming after this. Um, and I want to make a recommendation to everyone because it feels in theme with this podcast. If you are interested in the history of video games, if you're interested in video games at all in any capacity, I cannot recommend enough this series that I'm watching. It's a documentary series right now on Netflix oh, called yeah. uh, High Score. Yes. And it's, it's just wonderful. It's about the history of I'm video start games. I'm going to start watching it tonight, I think. The the people yeah. who made it happen and it's so exciting and inspiring to watch so do check it out it's called high score on netflix before we wrap it properly i do have uh, a couple questions to throw okay. you guys because obviously there's the channel point reward if you're watching live on twitch right now uh, there's a channel point reward where you can ask a question for the podcast that will get answered at the end of the show we've only got one question so far but it's still open if anybody else has the points and would like to ask but uh, garlic Breadman asks um what fictional universe would you like to live in Marvel, DC, Star Wars, etc., etc. So any fictional universe. Toby, I think I know the answer. Pokemon, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pokemon, of course it is. I think Pokemon. I think they would just be just so good. I think the thing is, you you thinking like I'm thinking like favorite games. Okay, what about Halo? I don't really want to live in a Halo universe where things are shooting at me and stuff. Like that's not. So like, you want to live somewhere nice, right? And Mm -hmm. you know, you live in the Pokemon world. Nothing bad really happens. A couple evil teams get thwarted every now and then. Like. Yeah, I mean, not gonna like die a vicious death if I live. I get to train up, go on adventures with friends. Like, yeah, yeah, probably. I think that's probably just the correct answer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> or something like Animal Crossing, games. or something like that. You know, like. I, th- I think about like The Legend of Zelda, and then I think, yeah, but that's Ganon. gonna be really boring. <laughs> We're gonna be boring for everyone that isn't Link. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, if yes. you're not Link, if you're just villager A, like, no, this is just, just farming your chickens. Um, trying to hope your chickens don't get stolen and Right, killed. exactly. Yeah. Just, like, constantly um, having a stock of empty bottles to give people, should they have, should you have a chore for them to do? I think <laughs> if, it, if we're going movie franchise, it would be Star Wars. Like, but I'm, I'm talking, um, pre-Empire. Uh, um, pre Anakin. I, I'd want to. Where... I'd want to live in the in the world of Westeros. Uh, I, I'd survive. Oh, I, I'd... oh <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wait, what house though? What house would you? Oh, be, if you were, I'm like, Lannister. Be... I'm a Lannister. Oh, okay. No, I'm. <laughs> Actually, um, found which was quite cool. Like, um, every uh surname has like a, a sigil. Okay. Uh, you can search it up, and my uh, sigil for one part is actually three wolves. Which is quite cool. All right, okay. For, cool. so, which is quite cool. And I was. Somebody said in chat, uh, Ratchet and Clank is the world they'd like to live in. Uh, Ratchet and Clank be cool. Blue Crimson said Animal, Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. So we, we got a few. Uh, we got a few. Well, the Do- Animal well, Crossing. Who? Okay. Well, the Doctor Who could be quite. Yeah, but are you just living it, on Earth then, as a human? Cool. Just. Am I just living? Occasionally, on Earth? a spaceship yeah, crash exactly. lands the planet, and you get scared, and then. Hopefully, so I mean, if you're gonna go to end, then, yeah. Doctor Who, you gotta be a Time Lord. Well, yeah, you you wanna be, you wanna have yeah. a TARDIS, right? You wanna have Ooh, a... Star Trek's interesting. Mm. Anyways, Pokemon. let's let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. So, Ozzy, you are gonna know. be very busy over this weekend building a PC for me. But when you're not doing that, yes. where can these wonderful people find you? You can find me at uh, Twitch.tv/Ozzy, where I stream Resident Evil mainly at the moment. That's uh, not I'm Resident trying... Evil. <laughs> So actually, my friend was saying when I came on the podcast, she was like, you should just say this isn't Resident Evil. And I completely forgot. You should live in the world of Resident Evil. Oh, God, no. Oh, like, yeah, that you're walking just a, dead. You're just a zombie. You're just a zombie. That's yeah. No, I, for, um, for anyone that doesn't but, know, I have a thing where every time I go into Ollie's stream, regardless of what he's playing, I start by saying, that's not Resident Evil. I, I don't know. I guess because one like stream it. you came into, I wasn't streaming Resident Evil. I think I was streaming Emily Wants to Play or something like that. And it was just... You came in and I was like, well, this is the running joke now. <laughs> um, but I, I'm looking to start doing uh, retro streams, especially uh, Pokemon. I want to do uh, XD, Coliseum, uh, and stuff like that. I want to go back and play nice. through them live on nice. stream, but let my chat decide what I use okay. and everything like that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely highly recommend checking Ollie's Twitch stream out. Uh, Ali hasn't been streaming too much recently, but hopefully, uh, will be. No, hopefully get soon. back to it. Uh, but genuinely, like, I, I, I obviously lurk in a lot of streams because a lot of people support me. I try and at least support them back with a lurk. And I, I, I find myself getting distracted from whatever I'm doing by Ollie's stream a lot, especially if it's him just messing Thank up you. and being bad at Resident Evil. It's very. Interesting. Oh, I'm terrible. I highly. I am the waster of bullets. Uh, and Toby, where can they find you? Oh, you know me, Birdkeeper Toby, on absolutely everything. Okay. Yeah. And Toby's yeah. gonna be live. We're gonna be raiding Toby straight after this. He's gonna be live with with some. Po- you playing Pokemon Sword Shield today? No, you're playing your. Uh, so, so Silver. I'm. So I'm gonna continue my Soul Silver. I think it's. I, it's been about four weeks. I've been trying to evolve this Weeper into a Quagsire, but I do more talking to chat than I do actually playing. <laughs> yes. You so do. we're progressing at a rate of a level, you know, per hour. <laughs> and obviously, I am Falcone. You can find me right here at Twitch.tv forward slash Falcone hosts and everywhere else forward slash Falcone hosts. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, even TikTok. Although I really don't upload there very often uh you'll find um the podcast live on twitch tuesdays three thirty wednesdays wednesdays three th- not tuesdays wednesdays at 3 30 p.m uh british summertime or on my youtube channel that's youtube.com forward slash for Kenny hosts or on spotify or um itunes or any of the other podcasting apps if you just look for pod Coney. but that is going to be the end of the show 
Thank you so much, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you again next week.